The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello, everyone. This is Coach Mo Fall. And today we're going to be bringing our soul to work, talking about whether your career is suffering from playing too small. One of the most common problems I see in the clients I work with is that they're just playing too small. And this is a tricky topic, a tricky situation to identify because all of us actually have an identity that is wrapped up into how we view the world. So for example, I like wearing polo golf shirts. My casual look is is a nice collared polo shirt. And I have a couple of brands that I like to wear. And every now and then I bust out of the brands I like to wear and I wear another brand and it just doesn't feel the same. Ah, I go back to the old brand. And every now and then uh, I see a color or something else that, hey, that would be a kind of like a fun color. And I, I try it on. No, it doesn't look right. Nope. All of that is predicated on the fact that I identify with a certain look, a certain way of of me looking. I have rules. I have an identity. I have things that are true about me. All of us have this. And as we go along into our second decade in our 20s, we're kind of like getting it all fine-tuned and maybe we're even like taking risks and trying to figure out, well, am I this or that? And then in our 30s, we're kind of getting a little bit solid in that identity and yeah, um, I'm not the life of the party. I'm the one who like just to, likes just to talk to someone on the, on the side and uh, yeah, I'm this way and I'm not that way and I like salmon and I, I don't really like steak too much and I like my... Uh, cheese dip with olives in it. And we get, we get really solid on who we are. And so we get into our forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, every decade, every year, every month and week, we get tighter and tighter and tighter into that identity. And much of that is formed by the feedback from our experiences and the feedback by other people. Hey, Mo, that polo shirt looks pretty good on you in that color. I haven't seen you in that color before. I know that I just kind of like try a new color out and that I just like stretch it out and spread it out a little bit and wear this color. Or if I would do the new color, perhaps someone would come by and say, whoa, Mo, turn it down. That yellow is just a little bit too bright. What are you doing? So 
one feedback loop is saying, yay, go you, that color looks great. Do I accept or reject that? And the other is saying, that color doesn't look so great. What are you doing screwing up with what you usually wear? I make choices on which feedback I'm going to integrate into my being. Am I bright? Am I over the top? Or am I, you're right, I don't know what I was doing getting this color. Which one am I going to buy into? It all depends on the identity pattern that I have in me. If I have an identity pattern of being a a rebel and not giving a care what anyone else thinks, I may take the person who says, what are you doing with that color? And go, I know, I love this color. Glad I'm glad I'm jazzing you up and and that sort of thing. And I might be like, yeah, I'm going to keep this color. I love this color because that person gave me like crap about it. So I'm going to integrate this. This is, yeah, this is who I am. If that's my filter of life, I'm going to take that negative feedback and I'm going to turn it into the positive for myself. But if I'm someone who's a people pleaser and likes what people say and feels a comfort level, if they agree with me, I'm going to integrate it that way. So the foundations of who we are and the patterns that we have learned over time are exactly the things that allow us to further our identity. And I was was coaching with my uh, ladies in my kick-ass workshop last night, and we were kind of goofing around just a little bit, but not really. And one of them said the inside of her journal says, not true. So every construct you have about who you are is made up. It's all made up based on your experiences and your idea of yourself. And who you are and how you want to feel is all made up rules that you've taken in over your lifetime. Now we all came here as beautiful, bright, shiny souls. And most babies are kind of the same. Happy, eager to eat want to feel safe, don't like wet poopy diapers, or some of them do and they don't care. Um, They're mostly, our shiny souls are mostly kind of loving and generous and eager to play and laugh and interact with others. We're kind of that way. But over time, we get these messages. Be careful, don't do that. You don't like carrots. Do that. Don't do this one. Maybe you slip on the floor. You learn that floors are slippy. Maybe it hurt. You get fearful of walking on floors. All of this integrates who we are and how we see the world. And so we bring that person to work. Yes, she comes to work with us. The person with the identity, the person with the rules. She comes to work with us. And now we have a new set of people. And now we have a new set of organizational rules of how to be. And every single minute we're integrating integrating, 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 integrating. And if we're not invited to meetings or when we are, we're told not to talk or when we do talk, we're given disapproving glances from our boss. We're integrating, we're integrating, we're integrating. Soon enough, after being at work for six months, one year, we learn we're not talking. Nope, can't talk. Every time I do, I get pushed back. My boss tells me not to, not talking. We shrink, we shrink. We shrink. At some point, the soul says, 
Hello. Have you forgotten about me? I'm in this little box. I'm not feeling good. You've shut me down. Every time I've tried to open up and shine, you've shut me down. Can you please listen to me? Can you please open me up? Please? No, go back in there. Go back in there. Please? Can we come out and shine like we did as a little girl? Please let us shine. No, get back in there. At some point, the tension of the soul's desire to expand compresses so hard against all the rules and all the identity that it begins to hurt. There's whispers before the hurt. But at some point, it begins to hurt. I'm not happy. I don't like this. They've passed me over for a promotion again. I thought I was smart, but they don't see it that way. I want to contribute at meetings because I have something to share because of the work I do in this company. Why do they insist on not letting me share? I'm working all of these hours to try to prove that I'm committed and loyal and dedicated to this company. Why do they keep overlooking me? I'm doing great work here. Why have I been passed over time and time again? I don't care anymore. I'm just going to not care. And on and on the spiral goes. And then at some point, the soul's pressure against the rules and the feedback gets so difficult that we get sick. Or we lash out. Or we say something that gets us fired. Or we don't say something. And we're boiling inside and all we can do is quit. And the problem with that is you bring that tension and you bring that soul imprint to the next place. And time and time again, when I'm talking to the women on my clarity calls, similar situation over and over. Sometimes it's one bad boss who puts them over the edge. And now they've got a trauma imprint on their soul that is limping along and their career shows it. Why do they not invite me to come out to lunch with them? Why do I feel like I'm not really in the know when things are going on? Or maybe it's my boss is nice enough, but I feel kind of out of the loop. When I contribute at meetings, they kind of seem like they don't want my opinion. All of these things are the exact same example as just wearing the wrong sized jacket, the wrong style, the wrong size. Have you ever done that, gone back into your closet to go get a jacket that you used to love wearing? And if you're like me, you're a little bit bigger than you used to be. And that jacket's a little tighter. Maybe it's outdated. It looked so good five years ago. It felt so good five years ago. It's been in your closet hanging around, and it's got dust on the shoulders now. And when you put it on, 
doesn't really feel that good anymore either. But it used to. I want to go back to that feeling when that jacket fit and everything was cool and that was great and that was awesome. I want to go back to that. Well, the thing is we can't ever go back. Now we need a new size. Now that jacket would really feel better if it was something that was a little bit more stylish, newer colors that are kind of on the market now. That feeling is what you may be feeling in your career. You've been wearing this identity of who you are and how it goes for so long that your soul has gotten neglected. And now the pressure of your soul wanting to expand and the rules and identity that you've created over time are crashing on each other. And that is, I'm playing too small. That's the diagnosis for that. The symptoms are all the things I've been talking about. When your soul is begging you to expand and you can't let it, you can't allow it, you don't know how because the rules and identity have been so pushed down that you're now stuck. You're now in a pattern, I feel stuck. I can't really put my finger on it, Mo. I just feel stuck. I'm not happy. I'm not growing. It's not, not a dynamic environment. I've been here for 12 years, but it's just not, it's not working for me anymore. This is called playing too small. If you would like to join this conversation, maybe you've been playing too small and you want to like check it out and have a dialogue with me about it and get a little bit of coaching online in real time here together, feel free to give us a call at 816-251-3555. I'm going to tell you a story about one of my clients. I'll change her name to protect the innocent. Let's call her Judy. Judy had lost her job because she was basically being a little irritating to the people on her team, the people above her. She kind of knew a lot about what she was talking about. She'd been there before. She had a lot of experience. She was at a senior manager level and... You know, the VPs didn't really want to hear her opinion, even though she was right and smart. And in meetings, Judy would be shut down. And Judy would be puzzled and surprised. Why am I getting shut down? I'm right. I know all this stuff. This is, this is what I do for a living. The VPs didn't want to hear it. So when it came time to trim the budget, she was one of the people they trimmed. Months later, she's still not employed. She's interviewing for and going after jobs at that same level because that's what she knows. That's her identity. That's her way of knowing herself. This is who I am. This is the level that I play at. This is the compensation I'm used to. I'm going to go get myself another job. No one would hire her. She was overqualified, overqualified, overqualified. So we get on our clarity call and I say to her, you know, it, it seems to me like you're playing too small and you need to up your game. And after talking for a while about it and understanding more in depth what was really going on, I was really certain that that was the key. 
She said, I don't, I, I don't know how to play at that higher level. I, I don't know how to be there. I've been pushed back and pushed down so much. I don't really feel confident that I could play at that level. I said, well, listen, here's the thing. Your soul has been so dimmed and you've lost your confidence that to show up at that level right now, you'd be desperate and, and begging and, and it, it just wouldn't work. You've got to grow your soul's strength, grow your identity into that bigger identity. And then when you go interview, you're going to be filling that role. You're going to be at that level, but you got to build the soul back up because it's been pushed down and dimmed down and your identity is stuck. And she said, exactly. So we get to work and over the weeks of working together in my workshop, she's interviewing at more at higher levels. She's more prepared to speak at those levels. She is creating and crafting that new identity with each time she speaks about her experience, her education and her expertise. She's out there creating that higher level of identity while she's building up her soul strength. And now she's feeling freaking powerful. And the final interviews and offers come in. Playing too small really, really can be a sticky situation because it's hard to identify from the inside. Let's take a caller and see what she's got going on. Hello, Karen. Nice to have you here. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Hi, Mo. How are you? I am so good. I am so good. How are you doing? I am good. You know me, by the way. Yes. How are you? Yes. I thought that was you. <laughs> yes. I'm doing nice, very nice well. Nice to have you calling in you here. Know, thank you. This whole um, topic resonates so well with me as I am preparing to um, step into roles that are, or a role um, that would be uh, a new identity for me. And, you know, I still struggle even after weeks of spending time with you with that I am not enough. And I have pictures in my head of who I am that I'm really mm -hmm. struggling to get over mm -hmm. that I have mm -hmm. believed for so long. And so I just wanted to, First of all, thank you for talking about this subject, um, but then also just kind of get some guidance from you today. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Great question. I'm so glad you called in. And since I know you a little bit, uh, we're going to have some latitude with this. Um, so here's here's the thing. Um, I happen to know also that you might have gotten dinged up a little bit on some feedback about playing at that, at that level or playing at a high level. Um, yeah. I happen to know that someone may have said to you, you need to play small and, and dumb things down. Mm -hmm. And uh, when those things happen, they continue to add, quote unquote, insult to injury. And so when we have that pattern going on, there's a real struggle with what you want to create for yourself and be at a bigger, this bigger level with how do I reconcile that feedback that hurts so bad and it's still basically kind of twinging down there. Mm -hmm. So as, as you, as you probably know, since we work together, as you probably know, but let's keep, let's keep this in review. Cause this is a dynamic issue with life. I want you to do what you can to keep that negative vibration from gaining its foothold on you. So a couple of things we do, sometimes we go into it and roll it around and, and, and give it its pity party for a a little bit so that it can have an audience. Sometimes some of the insults and injuries just need to be seen a little bit before they go away. 
It's kind of like, I, as you know, I call them gremlins. It's kind of like the gremlin wants you to pet it a little bit, and then it'll go in its corner. So mm -hmm. I would offer for you to just maybe give some audience to some of those little things that are still like nibbling at your ankles that need a little bit of attention and just roll it around, uh, take a look at it and say, thanks so much. I don't need you anymore. Okay. So that's the first okay. thing I would say, just give those little gremlins a little shake. Okay. Okay. And then the second, yeah. second thing I would do on the new identity is absolutely craft for yourself what your life looks like in that new identity who are you every single day maybe the perfect day who are you when you show up at work how do people respond to you what are you seeing out there in the external world as you are operating are you seeing people rushing into your office with, with great ideas and you saying, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go implement that. Let's talk about that at the meeting at three o'clock. Are you in a dynamic environment of having people interact with you and you feel happy and, and, and satisfied with that? Create that emotionally dimensional day, how you live and how you operate in the world. Give it, give it feelings, give it, give it vividness put clothes on yourself and, 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 and give yourself the office and put all of that in your mind's eye, create for yourself this fantasy. And this is how we start it all. It's all imagination to get started. So give yourself the imagination of what that perfect day in that new identity looks like and feels like, and then take that imagination and go home. Go home and talk to your husband and talk about how great your day was and the donors that you're going to be meeting up with and all the cool things that have happened. And, and maybe even say, you know what, that trip to Italy is going to feel good in a couple of months when we <laughs> get out there because of all the hard work I've got between now and then. Give yourself the actual imagination of what your life is going to look and feel like in that new identity. And this does take the brain having to come alive in its imagination centers. Many of us adults have shut that stuff down for so many years. It takes a while to, to get it cranked out. And then as you know, Karen, uh, I want all of my beautiful, lovely emerging soul clients to spend time in quiet meditation and bring the physiology down into a relaxation state because it's then that the brain opens up those imagination centers. If we stay in stress mm -hmm. mode, we're not going to be able to imagine. So imagine your perfect day, take the stress off, allow your brain to get into that creativity, create the perfect day, feel it, view it, see it, look down at your shoes, imagine talking with your husband, planning a vacation, imagine all of that and feel it. Don't just intellectualize it, feel what it feels like. Are you with me? Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The other piece that I would add would be to role model people that you either may know or not know, but that you would see playing at the highest level. I know you're in the nonprofit world. Um, maybe go follow the CEO of the Red Cross on, on LinkedIn and, 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 and see what she does and, and just, just like kind of fall into that line. Maybe there's someone else who you might be aware of that you're like, I want to be more like that person. Perhaps there's an ex-boss you thought was really super cool and they had their act together and, and they led team meetings really well. Like just 
take and borrow from these other role models that you can aggregate some stuff. That's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Thanks for calling in. I hope that helps a lot. Let me go grab the next caller, Heather, and see what she's got going on. And Karen, again, thanks so much, and I hope that helped. Hello, Heather. How are you? Hi, Mo. How are you? Good. Good. Has this been a helpful conversation for you? You have something that you'd like, a puzzle piece you'd like to play a little bit bigger at? Yeah, it just made me think of something that um, I hadn't fully worked out in my head, and I didn't realize that until now. Because I um, I had a position as an editor at a publishing company for almost three years, and the thing the the work itself wasn't super rewarding. It was a vanity press, so we were basically writing what uh, these large companies you know kind of polishing up their their stories. Mm-hmm. And um, coming from a newspaper before that, it was it just wasn't as rewarding. Um, so, but I loved the team that I was working with and mm. one of them w- was pregnant and she was leaving. And then the other person um, put in his two weeks kind of out of the blue and then I was left there. And then I felt like I didn't, mm. all, the, all the reasons I went to work, um, you know, this, this great family that I had, um, they were gone and I didn't even consider putting my hat in for the, my supervisor's job who had just left and Mm. I was playing small and I always, I kind of felt like a fraud. Like I didn't even know why I had the job, even though I did a really, I did a good job, but I I kind of just felt like, I don't even know how I'm, how I'm doing this. So I didn't have the confidence to to step up and say, Hey, yeah, I'd like this. I'd like to take over the supervisor job. And so what I did was I Heather, can I can I just can I just yeah. have you hold for one second? We're gonna go to break in like twenty seconds. Are you able to hang in there and have me come back to you after we have our Absolutely. our break? Okay, cool. So Heather's basically talking about, and we'll we'll start at the top again. Heather talking about uh, having having a missing piece of her soul in a way that that may have prevented her from taking it to the next level and playing the bigger bigger level. Heather, we'll be back to you in just a minute. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings 
is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Experience wellness through the ancient art of sound healing with Terry Wilder. Terry is a professional gong master, singer, and performer who uses sound to activate our body's ability to heal at a cellular level. Listening to Terry's mystical gong meditations will enable you to relax and release emotions, fears, and anxieties that have been causing illnesses or blockages in your body. No previous meditation experience is required. Just relax and let the gong do the rest. Visit terrywilder.com to find out more. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing, another is about finding peace in troubled times, and the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children, so families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. Stretch your mind and open your heart every Thursday at 10 a.m. Central with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien and the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way. Gain insights into spiritual principles that touch upon the most practical aspects of our lives, like work, relationships, health, and diet. Discover time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy for living a more fulfilled life in today's hectic world. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And welcome back to the conversation about your career may be suffering from playing too small. And as we were going to break, we had Heather talking about a job she used to have as an editor at a magazine and the two people she was absolutely, totally enjoying working with. One left and one left, and now she's left alone and her boss left. And Heather, you were starting to talk about how you're in this situation and the boss's job is open and and what was going on inside of inside of you um, analyzing that situation? I think there's a lot of fear because, um, you know, my good friends and colleagues had left and mm-hmm. then new people came in. So it was a very different dynamic. And, um, and there's also, I had some resentment that, I had this new boss and he was younger than me and he had never worked there before. And I had been there for almost three years, but you know, I didn't even approach anyone about taking that position. Um, I I don't think that I thought at the time that I could even do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think I was 
probably angry at myself, but taking it out on the company. And <laughs> so I I decided to leave. And I'm embarrassed to admit that I one day I, I packed all my stuff up for my desk. Um, I left at the end of the day, and the next day I sent them an email, and that's how I quit. And that was not mm. anything that I would ever think that I would do. And I, I mm. felt it somehow gave me this boost, like I felt brave or something, or like I was, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it was so passive aggressive and, um, mm. you know, and it could bite me in the butt someday. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you know, I got to tell you, um, I would love to say to you what a unique situation. I've never heard this before. Um, this is one of the most common stories of all the women I talk to. And, you know, I talk to women on clarity calls, uh, all day long, all week long, all month long, all year long. I, I probably talk to thousands of people every year. And over the years, it's literally Mm -hmm. been thousands and thousands. This is probably one of the top 10 issues of career, people who walk out of jobs, leave in frustration. And what happens is that you get so emotionally triggered by the situation and you have no no rule book for how to handle this. So that desperate feeling is exactly what you acted on as if your life was going to end if you stayed there, because this is the level of stress that these situations get, get to be in. Um, Thank you very much for sharing and being open and candid. I'm going to actually put my my Unity Daily Word hat on here, and I'm going to take you through something that is probably necessary because this type of situation and what you just said, you've got to move toward forgiving yourself. So the Daily Word today is on forgive. So I'm going to read it right now for you and for everyone listening in. What would my day be like if I carried a bag of heavy rocks with me, never putting it down? I would be weary physically, mentally, and emotionally. I could not fully do the things I want to do for myself or anyone else. Unwillingness to forgive brings pain because it impacts the quality of my life and my ability to go forward. Forgiveness does not mean the hurt never happened. It means I no longer let it rule my life. Forgiveness is a process that takes as long as it takes to feel free. I start with being willing to forgive. Willing to be the heart and hands of spirit to work through me to heal. I seek help as guided and know all things are possible with God in the midst of me. So as you've described that situation, Heather, I would say this. You've got yourself to forgive because there's shame with that story, and I appreciate that you were vulnerable enough to share it. That shame has been carried around by you like a bag of rocks hanging out somewhere in your soul. So yeah. forgive forgive person one, and then more than likely, those coworkers need a little forgiveness exercise because possibly you've been blaming them in a very, very deep way for having put you in that situation that caused you to do something that you're ashamed of the fact that you did it. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it does. It really mm-hmm. does. What else do you think you need to take yourself off the hook for? Um, 
I don't know. I just, I'm not sure. I, okay. I, I kind of maybe it makes me almost want to have a conversation with, with the bigger bosses and and I I don't know. I feel like I, I never I never apologized. You know I. And mm-hmm. I had a good working relationship, and it, it was very out of character, but it was mm-hmm. me having a tantrum that had built up inside me, and yeah, and now right. it's just embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It would probably be advisable for you to do the work internally and then through journaling. Oftentimes, we can handle the feelings and the moving through it and putting the bag of rocks down through journaling. And you may want to just pen a letter to each of those individual people as if you're literally writing them that, that forgiveness letter. And then as you let yourself move through these feelings and let them literally move through you, your soul will guide you further, whether a phone call or something might need to happen. Realize that forgiveness is really about your soul's energy. And if there's some connection you want to make on a on an upswing, um, you'll 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 probably feel the guidance for that after doing this work. Okay. So just do the inner work. Talk to them through your journal. Mm-hmm. And then let that let that kind of wash through you a little bit, and then just take it from there. Okay. Sound like a good idea? Yeah, it's great. Cool. You may, after that exercise, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like into the physically how we kind of move through feelings and let things happen. You may want to literally take a shower and let the water of your shower like just wash all over you and let everything you've written and everything you've felt in that time period of, of working through that, just let it just wash off of you. And just kind of like literally come clean uh, with those feelings. The physical body is a great metaphor of what's happening at our soul level. Okay? And then you can just okay. take it from there in a fresh new perspective, literally and, phys- and, and literally and figuratively, physicalliness and spiritually. Okay? All the best to you with that. Thanks for calling in. And we have Christine. Hello, Christine. Hey there, happy, Coach Mo. Happy to have you here. How are you doing? I'm thrilled to be here. I've had a yeah. conflict every Thursday that you've had your call, and today huh. my schedule opened up. So I'm really just calling to say hello, and I'm so thrilled that you're here and we can join you. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. Uh, listening to today's um, message about playing small and creating an identity uh, commitment with who that smaller version of you is and then possibly uh, crafting your new identity and having a bigger version of yourself. How does that resonate with anything that you've seen in your career or experience directly, Christine? You know, I think that really hits the point for, for me and I'm sure so many others. When I can reflect back those times that I had my confidence and everything was organized as far as the clarity and the direction I was going, yeah, I was playing really big. And then when the, 
you know, some chipping away at that foundation, um, it really became like a landslide and how it rolled and steamed over into other areas of my life. And then, you know, trying to build that foundation back as a piece-by-piece sort of a project at times. And sometimes, you know, it's it's like an up-and-down sort of a thing. Um, there's crest and waves. And uh, I could definitely, you know, it resonates the difference between the two and where it's comfortable and where it's really uncomfortable. And trying to get out of that uncomfortable space more quickly now is... Um, is something that I have been developing over the you know the, the last period of time. So I'm not staying in in a place uh, longer than I I hope to that I can move on quickly. Then, uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge for you, Christine, in creating or crafting that new next identity that might feel like what you had back then? Um, again, kind of to the jacket analogy that I spoke about earlier, the jacket fit five years ago. Right. And, you know, styles have changed, gained a little bit of weight. Right. It used to be a cool jacket. It used to fit good. Now that that next new jacket, um, you want to you want to feel inside what it felt like to put it on. But it's going to maybe have to be a little bit different or look a little bit differently. What what do you think some of the challenges are that that you actually have or, or have gone through to, to get yourself there? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's a great analogy, and it's certainly, uh, in some cases, it's very accurate. Um, <laughs> I think the biggest thing, two biggest things, is is confidence or re- regaining that back, tr- trusting myself, and um, a combination of uh, older belief systems uh, with self doubt, and that's that for me is a is a constant journey. Um, I haven't uh, yet gotten to a place where I can, you know, crush it solidly and and move forward. I I have those gremlins that do creep back in. But, um, you know, some of the highs have been really high. And, um, you know, that's great. And that carries me to the next. And it's just going to be a constant journey. Although maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't want it to be a constant journey. You know what? I was just going to coach you on that. Um, Yeah, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> so cool that you caught yourself saying something. So uh, being committed to the fact that this is going to keep being a problem enhances the reality of that keep being a problem. Yeah. As 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 you know, because you just caught yourself uh, being committed to the problem, um, and that's like a really, really first of all, congratulations on being mindful on that. Um, Thank you. It is it is the reason why things keep being problems because I'm committed to the fact that this is just the way life is. So mm-hmm. bravo to you. Just making that little shift right there. Can you imagine crafting an identity where you don't have the gremlins coming in on a regular basis, where things are ease and flow because you know who you are at the soul level and things are are brilliant and shiny and you're operating at your highest level genius zone. And yes, you can come up with answers and do your work and and have solutions and and create things on time and satisfy clients, bosses, et cetera, and feel really awesome and freaking brilliant. Can you craft an identity where it's, it's like that? Yeah. And I'm at that, I'm at that point of doing that again, which is really exciting actually. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. It is exciting. It is. I'm uh, next weekend. I'm going on a, 
it's not called a retreat, but I'm going to call it a retreat with a bunch okay. of women from different states and stuff. And I've signed up for different wellness and mindfulness uh, classes and, and that sort of a thing. So Great. that's really exciting. And um, I think I had shared in one of the other um, uh, group uh, post walls that um, this past season I've done a lot of um, local volunteering with my daughter as a mother and daughter team. Um, and there's about 30 organizations in our community as part of the group that we're part of. And we have had a chance to not only work together, and I've been able to demonstrate and role model leadership skills with her, and I've been able to watch her grow and develop. But the different types of groups we've done, from hospice to breast cancer to um, homeless shelters to um, a, a, a theater group or what have you, that's been um, very um, soul-nurturing for me uh, personally to be able to commit time to serving other people who have a greater need than I do allows me to forget or, or not spend time dwelling on some of my issues and I can just dedicate time and service mm. to others to making mm -hmm. their day in one mm -hmm. way or another. And um, even for my daughter to be there to experience with her, um, yes. you know, when we go back and walk through um, a homeless shelter and she can see the contrast to how she's living and the hardship of others, she mm -hmm. puts her heart and soul into what can she do to make their day better and, mm -hmm. and just having a mindfulness of, of others. So I share that because it's been very um, helpful for me with putting me in like like Polaris, my, my northern star, that this mm -hmm. is these are the good things to keep us moving forward and she's learning from me and we're enjoying the time together. That's great. How old is your daughter? Uh she's twelve. Oh wow, that's so so wonderful. I, I applaud you for first of all for continuing to um, enhance your journey as a as a soul on this human planet. Uh, mm -hmm. I applaud you for for lifting your daughter into what's possible for her as a human soul mm -hmm. on this planet. And you know, as you're continuing to craft yourself, and you know, it is it is virtually like a home that you've built for yourself to live in every day. The identity right. that we have of ourselves. Right. Keep keep refreshing the de the decor. Keep um, keep allowing yourself to have, you know, more beautiful paintings on the walls, uh, more more perfect furniture for you. Keep adding and enhancing who you are and how you show up in the world. And that identity of enhancing yeah. versus the identity of I'm always going to have problems and gremlins. Right. And I'm starting is, to make some of those switches and, and you, you um, described it so perfectly because I'm starting to, um, to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that really is the path of expansion. The path of expansion is, Oh good. I get more. Oh good. I can be more. Oh good. I can have more. Oh good. I can give more rather than, Oh crap. Another problem. Jeez. thought yeah. I was past this. Yeah. Good Lord. And, and every, you, you, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say every speed bump along the way, 
is a reminder of we want more. Have you ever had the experience, Christine, of, of actually decorating a house or getting new carpet or new drapes or painting walls? And then as soon as something else is more brilliant in the room, that sofa really needs to be changed out. It really, yes. it really looks true. worn now against that new paint job. Whoa. Do you ever that have that experience? Yeah, for sure. It happens at the soul level as well. We get brighter and shinier, and all of a sudden, the things that kind of seem normal don't fit right anymore. Right. Happens with sometimes with friends in our lives. Sometimes it happens with family relationships. And we have to just keep enhancing, keep enhancing, keep enhancing. It's a brilliant process, an unfolding and an expansion. And you know, we could look at it, oh, I've got to spend another $1,000 on a couch? Really? I just painted the walls. Or we could say, this is so fun. I get to go shop for a new sofa. I can't wait. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's all in how we, how we move into the new experience. It sounds like you're absolutely well on your way to crafting that beautiful new identity, that new soul home, and giving your your daughter the benefit of that type of experience as well. And what a what a brilliant way to to mother another soul on this planet to to show her how enhancing and expanding is fun and interesting and joyous and generous. Bravo to you and thanks a lot for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and I wish you also the the best of luck with your new program. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So we've been talking today about the pain of playing small. And what we've gotten into here is the fact that our identity of who we are, what we're committed to about ourselves, can sometimes lock us into nothing more. And when we are locked into an identity and when we are committed to that identity, and Christine was so brilliant just there in catching herself being committed to the fact she was always going to have problems. And I think it was the second time she said it, she's like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't want to hear that coming out of my mouth again. I'm not going to continue to commit to that. So the commitments you have around your identity Take stock of that. Take stock. And sometimes this is at a very deep level because as I sometimes talk about it, it's like fish swimming in water. Like the fish don't look at the water and say, oh, this water, oh, they're just swimming in the water. It's not an awareness of being in water. Sometimes our identity is so locked in and so committed to ourselves, we don't even think that it's something outside of us or that's something that we've created when indeed we have. I had a client uh, a little while back. She had a, uh, a really nice, uh, important job. And so she traveled a lot and, um, we were on a, on a coaching call and she was complaining about the fact that she had to go pack to go leave on another business trip. And I said, huh, that's interesting complaining about packing for your business trip. I get it because I've traveled a lot over the last 10 years of my career. I traveled sometimes three weeks out of the month, sometimes four days out of, out of the five. So I get it. It's a grueling thing. 
So she's complaining about having to pack, complaining about having to get on a plane, complaining about a business trip, normal human behavior. All right. To many people, this would seem like, well, of course she's complaining. It's job. It's work. It's drudgery. Who wants to do that and leave the family and the kids and this and that and go on a business trip? So I said to her, you know, it's interesting. Wanting a big life, wanting to have bigger influence and impact in the world, we're going to have to get on an airplane. We're going to have to pack. We're going to have to do the things in the physical world that allows us to exercise the impact and influence that we want in the world. And sometimes it involves packing. She said, you're right. I just got myself stuck into complaining about a big life and, and doing kind of fun and exciting things. And I got into gremlin, gremlinville. Yeah. So let's change that story up. Let's decide that to play bigger, to have a bigger identity, new job, new feeling about what life can be for us. We have to stop the habits of committing to problems and being a victim of having to pack and having to travel. We've got to stop that negative energy because it's bringing our soul's vibration down and everything we do that brings the soul's vibration down is hurting us. It is hurting us. That's all it's doing. It's a bad habit that's hurting us. So if we can get rid of those bad habits and those commitments to complaining, those commitments to, to, to playing small, and we can free ourselves up and forgive ourselves, like Heather was talking about. Forgive ourselves for the shameful things that we're not happy and proud about, but we're carrying that bag of rocks around. Let it go. Identify it. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Open yourself up and be a beautiful, shining soul example. And do yourself a favor to identify where you're at. And then give yourself the gift of saying, you know what? I want to be here instead. And therefore, I'm committed to being happy and fun and excited to travel for a business trip. I'm excited to show myself something, a new experience. I'm excited to be a vice president and be the vice president that I never saw anyone else do. Instead of saying, I don't want to be a vice president because every vice president I have, they were jerks. and oh, 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 I don't want to be that. No, you be the vice president that you wanted to have had when you were there. You commit to that next highest level version of you. This whole concept of playing small and the soul banging up against the restrictions of your identity is one of the biggest career problems I see when I work with my clients. And we have got to learn the new rules of that new identity and allow our soul to expand into that. Give yourself the gift of a new identity. Give yourself the opportunity to think about a new version of you because playing small doesn't help anyone. Playing small hurts. It hurts your soul. It hurts your pocketbook. It hurts your entire sense of self. And when you go home after playing small at work, you're not going to be the best, best version of you for your family, your partner, whomever else is at home with you, your cat, your dog, you go play big. You go get yourself a new identity and let that soul come out alive. For those of you who have enjoyed today's discussion, uh, 
if you're not working with me and you really want to, uh, please feel free to book your clarity call with me or my team at mofall.com slash give me clarity. If you'd like to learn more about my free webinar, you can certainly go to mofall.com slash masterclass. I've got a webinar about the five shifts to bring your soul to work. There's more details than I cover here on this radio show, but next week, I'm going to be talking about, is it a job or is it a dream career? I've really appreciated the opportunity to speak to those of you who have called in today. And this entire topic will be covered, I'm sure, again on another show because it's a big one. It is one of the biggest problems that that people face in their careers. So make a commitment to yourself. Identify what your identity is and grow into something bigger. Free your soul up to bring your soul to work and be in your dream job. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.